bench, it's time for something different. Time to look at ice hockey. We do have ice hockey to discuss. We've got Sydney Bears. We've got Australian men's under-20s. We've got NHL. We've got stuff everywhere. It's just absolutely pouring out. And in the studio, three of the younger members of the Sydney Bears, we decided to divide it up. We thought, nah, rather than have a mix, we're going to divide by age. We're going to be ageist here on the bench. So we're going to start with the young blokes, the young upstarts, the guys that supposedly don't know any better and then we'll get the old crusty farts in with the grey hair later on, maybe even next week to talk things, all things related to ice hockey. But joining us in the bench, he's back. He's back. Back. He's back. (laughs) Jeremy Vasquez, what's doing? Not much, man. Just came back on Wednesday ready to go. Ready to go already. Well, yeah. I, I got to say, we almost got you straight off the plane. It was Wednesday to Friday, not quite as fresh as what we had Justin on last week, and you got absolutely carved up. I'm going to play this back, <laughs> and I want a reaction to this because it was absolute gold radio. But joining us also in the studio this evening, we've got two bench debutantes joining us from the Sydney Bears. We have Xander Wardlaw. It's Alexander, but he prefers Xander, and we'll call him Farmy, but Lachlan Farmy, gents, welcome to the bench. Great to be here. Great to be here. Now, Farmy, we'll start with you, and I don't mean that as disrespect. You prefer the surname, just like Caruso prefers that, and Mirzi prefers his surname. So tell us a little bit about your background, because I've been looking at your Elite Prospects page, and you spent a lot of time in Banff as a youngster. Oh, Banff, Alberta is just an absolute beautiful place. And Did you actually play much hockey, or were you just out chasing oh. <laughs> the girls and having a good time? Well, t- to be honest, my family, like, they just they wanted me to go there because they're just a big ski ski uh, people, and, and then just hockey was another part about it. So, And you happened to just luck into some sort of ice hockey on the back of that, did you? Yeah. You just happened to get lucky and, yeah. oh, yeah, while we're having a good time, yeah, I might actually do something. Yeah, pretty much. So you started with Banff, and you actually had a season back in 15-16 with the Sydney Bears. You've also had a game with the Sydney Sting, and you just set yourself up there with a bit of, a, a bit of is it Meyer AAA under-18s? Yeah, Meyer AAA, probably the best and funnest time I've ever had being overseas. I love it there. The program, everything about the people, my billet family, coaching, everything about that program is just amazing. So where where were you based with this under-18s program? Where, whereabouts in the States um, were you based? Or was that in Canada? Uh, that was in the States, uh, mm-hmm. Michigan East Lansing. So it was very, very nice there. Love the area. And if hockey works out or doesn't work out for me, I, that's where I want to live for the rest of my life, honestly. It's All right. amazing there. So is that going to work out because you're Canadian by birth? Is that right? No, or Australian? Australian. You're Australian. You just spent that much time that you picked up the accent. Yeah, it cut, cuts in and out. Cut so if, if, if you got um, a family link there that would allow you to live there or would you just have no, to put your hand up for a green card? Just put my hand up for a green card. And hope much. Donald Trump says yes and doesn't yeah, think, think that you're a, an illegal yeah. migrant. Put a ring on it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's banned. So anything could happen. You can get the Americans go up there and find an American girl. Yeah, put a ring on it and go back. <laughs> Easier said than done. <laughs> that is very true. But then, then again, the accent's sort of there, but you can just 
say you're an Australian, and yeah. I can tell you from personal experience, I had to knock it back because I wasn't single at the time. Don't know whether I'll make that mistake again. Just go there, <laughs> say you're Australian, and that, that'll just fall off you. Absolutely like, fall off you. Like every time I go over, they just want to hear me talk and talk and talk. They're just like, oh, say this, say that, say this. And by the end of it, I'm just tired. I'm just so tired. I'll tell you what, if you, once you're old enough to drink in the States, you go into a sports bar and you just start talking to people. Wait until they figure out you're Australian. Once they figure out you're Australian, get out a stopwatch, pay out on Vegemite, just talk it down, talk crap about it, and see how long it takes you to make a friend. I went into a sports bar in Buffalo, did that. I clocked in at 3.7 seconds. No way. 3.7 seconds was all it took for me to go from crapping on Vegemite to making a friend. So I want to see how well you guys do when you go over to the States and do that. I'll definitely keep that on mind. <laughs> now... Xander, you've also got a bit of a background um, playing overseas. You played with the Ontario Hockey Academy in... Now, explain, because we go through under-11s, under-12s, under-13s in League Union AFL, what is midget double-A? What what would that be um, in terms of an age bracket? Uh, Well, midget is like the age bracket. Mm -hmm. That's about maybe 16, Mm 17-year-olds. So the way they do it is they have like... Uh, squirts, mites, Adam, Pee Wee, mm-hmm. Bantam, and Midget, and Double A is like the level of it. So Triple A being the best mm-hmm. level for um, Midget, and then Double A just slightly under that. Okay, well, you moved on um, once you finished Midget to the Under 18s Academy. You played Triple A, was that right? Yeah. So what what was what was it like to play? Because According to the stats, he only had the one start in the seventeen eighteen season before he came back. What was it like taking the step up from double A AA to triple A? Was that a big jump, or did it feel like it was almost the same, but just a little bit more intense? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much the same, just a bit faster, a bit quicker, uh, bigger guys. So it was just mainly the same stuff, but it's just a bit more uh, thinking, faster speed, and bigger guys. It wasn't something that completely threw you off the case, though. It was something that you could handle because yeah. a lot of guys say that you know, going from the AHL to the NHL, your mind just gets blown by how much quicker and harder they hit and yeah. similar to here where you go from reserve grade to the NRL. But you found that quite a manageable step? Yeah, it was, it was pretty manageable. It wasn't too big of a jump, but you can definitely see the difference in the speed of the game, the way the guys think and how they play. And how did you end up uh, moving from the Ontario Academy you played some games for the Bears in the 17, um, 18 year, and then you headed across to the Boston Rangers. What what made you make the jump there? Uh, well, um, I actually had a buddy from here, Tim Rye, who uh, who went to OHA as well, mm-hmm. and he went and played for Boston that year. He left, and mm-hmm. uh, he told me all about it, and it was a great time, and you know, he got me talking to the coach, and I went down and had a tryout, and they liked me, and it was I thought it was the right fit for me, and it was a really good time. Now, was there any... Was there any interest to go back? Is there any interest, I should say, to go back there? Because I'm taking it that you've just finished with the Rangers before you've come back to you to play the AIHL season? Yeah, um, it was definitely a good time over there. Um, it's definitely something to think about going back there. Um, yeah, I mean, I kindly set, setting at home a bit, uh, playing here, ready for a big season at the Bears, and we'll see what the future holds. Now, Jeremy, I'm told that you weren't actually playing hockey before this season. You came back from playing hockey in Boston, where we spoke to you via Skype for splinters, and then you just decided to take off for a week or two. Is that right? Just, just decided to bail on everybody? You know, every every hockey player needs a little break, Keith. Yeah, but doesn't that Can't come directly after the season? What do you mean? Just like Ovi. 
Actually, no, don't get drunk like well, I, I because come, your mother will be I horrified. Come, I come from season to season, you know, I can't... Oh, so you went and got... You I, went and I had the finished, Ovi treatment after your American season. I finished my season and I come back here. All right, that, so, that's fair know. enough. But... Take a little little breaky break, you know. Breaky break. <laughs> a little breaky break. <laughs> breaky break. With, with that grin, I'm not sure that you'd want to go too much into detail or do we have to just punt someone from the green room before you go into detail? Oh. This isn't going out on radio or anything, by the way. Oh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> oh, wow. But does, that it, is, but that, does it really stay that, in Vegas? That, that is brutal. That That is just brutal. Um, your season with the Seahawks, 19 points in 41 games. You made the playoffs. Yeah, we And did. just a couple of appearances in the playoffs, so I'm guessing that you got bounced in the first yeah, round yeah we did we were we're missing we're missing like eight players due to injury you know the injury bug comes in mm-hmm. it hit us hard so you know it was it was tough to go against uh the first round team that we had too because we were we were one of the one of the kind of wild card teams mm-hmm. of the of the playoffs so we were up against the top team did you take any skin off them win any games or was it a bit of a sweat nah, well it was only a three-game series oh, okay. so that, that we came in we came in a couple goals short. They're, they're a pretty good team. They brought in some some great players, so it was a it was a tough series. Mm-hmm. But we just we just didn't get the goals to to go through. All right, and Farmy um, playoffs for you with the South Shore Kings in the USPHL, but you only put up four assists in thirty seven games. So I'm guessing you're more at a stay at home uh, yeah, defenseman rather big, than I'm a big stay at home defenseman, yep. but. For my, uh, for me being over here, I really need to develop that uh, being offensive and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, but I've just always been a stay-at-home defenseman, but that needs to change for this upcoming uh, new season because this is my age-out year for this next mm-hmm. season. But uh, yeah, stay-at-home defenseman, I just like angling them off into the corners, laying a body out it, uh, when mm-hmm. the hits there, and just making that good first pass and just doing my job. And then all of a sudden you find yourself up the other end of the ice, the puck with an open net, and say, what do I do here? Oh, yeah, I just black out. I just, I'm like, oh, Xander, my Xander, Jeremy, help me out. What do I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm the like, puck's oh. not meant to go in the net. I'm like, oh, I'm here. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you've all come back from the under-20s um, international tournament, and you actually made made it all the way through to the gold medal game. Now, I was looking at some of the results and there were some absolute blowouts uh, in the preliminary rounds. And I'll start with you, Xander. What, what did you make of some of the competition you're up against? Because you went into a semifinal against Bulgaria and came out with a 7-4 result. And there, there, was some real, there were some real heavy scores going on all around the tournament. Yeah, I mean, um, we started off a bit slow uh, at the start, but then we, we kind of came through and the boys were just buzzing and ready to go. And, I mean, Bulgaria from last year, we lost to them, and so we didn't want to have that again, especially in the semi final. And we were just ready to go, and boys really wanted it, and we came out firing and smashed them. Now, you went down to Iceland 5-4 in overtime in the opener. What? How did you find Iceland... Given that they're European and they're not that far from a real hockey bed, I suppose, in Sweden, and then you've got almost another another tier down to the Finns and the Norwegians, but they the Finns can produce plays. Tuukka Rask is unbelievably in goal for the Bruins, but how, did you find that Iceland, that they were showing glimpses of being able to play at that elite level, or was it a really evenly matched team, did you think? Uh, they definitely had um, their time where they were showing glimpse, but I think just having that whole like 
tournament on home soil, having that first game, they were ready to go in front of their fans. And um, we were a bit shaky at the start, um, coming through with only a couple practices together as a full team. And we weren't fully switched on, but that was definitely a wake-up call for the rest of the tournament for us. Mm-hmm. And moving on in the tournament, Farmy, it was... Uh, Turkey going down 5-3 to you guys. You didn't do much of a job if you're leaning in three goals. What's doing? Did you even play? Uh, I can't really remember that far, but um, (laughs) I don't don't think I was on the ice for those three. Actually, no, the second one. The second one I'm pretty sure I was on the ice for. Mm -hmm. I don't know, just should have boxed out the guy in front of the net. He got a bit too many chances uh, to get uh, more shots off and... Just got to be stronger in front of the net, pretty much. So you play, you play on the under twenties team that role of almost defending that edge of the goaltending crease and trying yeah. just to clear out the mess so that just your try, goalie has a clear line of sight. Just trying to be that big defenseman. Get rid just of the try screen. To be a presence out yeah. there. Okay, and the three-two result, Chinese Taipei, Jeremy. Chinese Taipei. If you're thinking. Hockey nations, that's probably down around about 200 on the list of what you would name as a hockey nation. How did they come out? Because we're talking earlier, obviously the Chinese team was going to be a completely different situation, but Chinese Taipei, were they a big unit or were they a fast unit? Look, Keith, they had, honestly, I got to give props to their goalie because we, mm-hmm. we, I think we had about 50 shots that game and their, their goalie just stood on his head. They, they didn't really play systems too well, and they were kind of running around like headless chooks. But we we just couldn't really pot the pot the goals home, and it's that's why it shows in the three two uh, win. So what what would that be? Three goals on fifty shots. That's one every seventeen. So he's saving probably around what's that nine thirty nine thirty five maybe yeah, something really somewhere good. around there. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a good goalie, particularly in the AIHL, if you you're looking for goaltending numbers from your goalie as an example for comparison, probably around the nine oh five mark would be a really good AIHL. Maybe a nine ten. Nineteen, yeah. and this guy saving at nine thirty-five. That's almost impossible to beat. Yeah, yeah, that's astronomical numbers. I think he got goalie of the tournament too. So, that, oh, I would, I would imagine so. Uh, if he's saving yeah, at nine thirty-five, yeah. You get to the semi-final, knock off Bulgaria seven-four. Bulgarians that they they have a reputation, perhaps going back a little way, even before my time, let alone your guys' time, of being a very physical nation, a very big people was that what you found yeah. in there jeremy the, yeah. the size factor look, it was it wasn't really size it was more brutality you know they were they were doing some dirty stuff here and there you know there was a couple of there was a couple of loogies being spat oh you know, wow a couple a couple of uh, a couple of swear words that we didn't understand but <laughs> you know we we got the better of them we we potted the goals home and kicked out one of their players due to their frustration and and they were all crying after the game. It was, it was the oh, funniest thing, Keith. It was the funniest thing. and crying, and you're really coming up oh. with some trash talk now. Oh, oh they, you're going to love they, they what were, was... They were doing chants in between the periods, Keith. Like, come on. Well, that that's true, but 7-4, obviously, Farmy, that's going to be something that you're going to have a real challenge with if you're the stay-at-home defenseman trying to clear out the front of the net is that size factor. Did you find that they were more challenging than most other teams during the tournament or was it uh, just another team? I think it, for me it was just another team, honestly. Just got to do my job pretty much. Is the same. No matter what team it is, just got to keep doing the same thing, trying to be consistent. But if anything, I thought their team was pretty soft, to be honest. Oh, wow. I thought you were talking. No, I, w- I didn't say that they weren't, like... 
it's just they were doing the hacks and slashes. Oh, and okay, it. so it's more cheap yeah. than soft. Yeah, and, they were all yeah. cheap shots. Yeah, I got pro- I probably got hit in the head three times. Was- wow. So rather than being, uh, what would a good comparison be for a soft play? Mate, rather than being a Darcy Tucker of old in the NHL with the Leafs, it was more Brad Marchand. Yeah. Just going around yeah. throwing the cheap yeah. shots. and spot on. That. Well, excellent comparison there. But seven goals in the match, Xander, that's obviously something. I'm looking at you and I'm guessing that you're more base your game around speed than you, utilising your size because I've, I've seen toothpicks that are wider than you. And I'm, ge- I'm guessing that you're not exactly a big bloke, so I'm guessing you base your game around speed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, size isn't one of the biggest things for me and i just got to use what I have to my ability mm-hmm. and just do my best and speed, agility and being quick out of corners and avoiding big hits from big guys like Farmy. Now, speaking of big hits, unfortunately you got to the gold medal game and it was a 5-1 loss to China. Now, China, they're renowned for maybe stretching the credibility to the limit when it comes to playing within the rules. When you got them, did you pull the sleeves up and just check down the arms just to make sure that there weren't any, there wasn't any evidence of maybe a little bit extra juice being pumped into the system? I didn't get to, but Keith, I wouldn't be surprised. There were some big boys on that team. With some of the hits, I'm guessing that you would have been a real target given your size. Yeah. That, that must have been really challenging yeah, for you, Xander. Yeah, it was challenging, and they were a very fast physical team, and it's just uh, they kind of got the better of us, and it was just kind of got off us our game a bit. And as the stay-at-home guy, how do you define that, Farming? Were they, were they trying to crash the net, or were they just trying to run the team around to try and uh, open up some shots in front? Yeah, just trying to open us up, see what they can do. They were really quick with the puck movement and stuff like that, but every single time they got to crash the net, they would, and it was, it was, for me it was pretty hard. It was pretty hard mm-hmm. to stop that because as soon as they would crash one guy, they'd get a shot off and a rebound would come out, another guy would start coming in, so just keep on coming in all the time. So how was your defensive pair struck? during the tournament did you play with an offensive D or a two way D or what was your um, structure like it would change during like the game situations and and stuff but uh, I was yeah I was paired off with a uh, offensive defenseman mm-hmm. so I would just do all the work in front of the net pass the puck off to him he's either going to skate it or skate it over the red and get it in deep mm-hmm. and then we just change up or just try and keep the puck in the offensive zone as much as we could going into the tournament what, what was the expectation for the finish were you, were you happy with the second place or did you think that first place wasn't beyond you because sometimes you just lead a charmed life going into tournament and you think okay may- maybe one win would be nice and we'll score a couple of goals and that'd be nice and maybe you ride your luck to second place or you go into a tournament thinking you know we're a real shot at winning this and then to finish runner up sometimes leave it leaves a bit of taste what was on reflection what was a realistic expectation do you think was winning it a realistic option from the get-go, or even you, Jeremy? Yeah, going going into it, our first goal was obviously to get get the gold. You know, that's that mm-hmm. was our mindset the whole time. After after the first after the first loss, you know, we thought we can still make it to the gold medal match. We just have to bear down, and that's what we did. We we won all the games leading up to that gold medal match, and we obviously watched China play, and we saw these thirteen nil blowouts, and we thought, you know. Let's let's really give it a go, and we did, and we like we we all we all gave it our all, and we that was the least amount of goals that they scored against a team in that whole tournament. So you know that's got to say something. So 
the, the five goals that they put on was actually their lowest score of the tournament. Absolutely. We definitely gave them, we definitely gave them a run for their money. Did definitely. you call the, the Asada guys, the drug testers, in afterwards just to try that out? Because <laughs> if five goals is the minimum score, I'm asking some serious questions. Maybe check the birth certificates. <laughs> we should have done that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, that, that's there's the something in the water. Well, that's something in the water. Well, there's plenty going on in the water in China from all the news reports I'm reading. But <laughs> now that you're back with the Bears and Jeremy, you had the first weekend off, but I'm happy for either of you to answer this one, Farmy or Xander. What do you know of the Bears rivalry with the Ice Dogs? Do you, do you just treat it as another game or do you sit down with guys like Espo before the game and hear his stories and hear what he wants to do with them? Because I sat down with him and talked about the Ice Dogs one day and I, I was starting to worry that I, I wasn't going to get out of there alive and I was on his side. Oh, it's it's definitely it's definitely a big rivalry. It's like it's the Battle of Sydney, and so it's like if Edmonton was versus Calgary, it's the Battle of Alberta, pretty much. But it's definitely one of those big rivalry games that we would love to win, and which we did, of course. But they were definitely they were tough. They were a tough team. They're a tough team. They're very physical, and but we were just we just came out on top for that game. You must have been thrilled to get eight, eight three win, oh, even though very. okay, maybe three was a little bit disappointing because you were you're running rough shot, and then they put on three goals to start the final period before you just eased up, eased up and got things back on the level. But going into the third period at seven nothing, you must have been thinking, "How good's this?" Yeah, definitely. But we shouldn't have let our foot off the pedal a little bit. We just got to keep our foot down. We can't let them be scoring three goals like that, though. Even though we're up seven uh, nothing. There's still a lot of time in the last period left. And how did you find the offense uh, in that game, Xander? Did, did you find that you were able to get a bit more freedom with your speed because they were a bit of a bigger unit? Or was were you finding it that because they were smaller, some of your bigger guys were starting to dominate proceedings? Oh, well, I think just overall, um, they were a bit rattled. Um, we came out hard. We were ready to go. And... Um, we just had all, all things going right for us. Uh, we were doing the right things, getting pucks deep. You know, we were playing the right way, and they just couldn't keep up with us. We were too fast for them. We were getting pucks to the net, getting rebounds, getting shots on, end up getting the goals. Because it, re- it really was a a second period explosion. Because you went into the first, I, I think it was only two nil, or was it one nil? Yeah, uh, it's two nil. Two nil. So to explode in the second period and put on five, that that obviously shows that you came out breathing fire in the second period and was it something that all of a sudden you came out and they really dropped the pace or did you get into the rooms at the first intermission and Ron decided to get really stuck into you and say come on let's pick this up a bit let's take it to the next level oh well I mean 2-0 like obviously going into the the first intermission 2-0 is is a good thing for us and we're feeling good but that wasn't quite it for us we wanted to really put the foot down and put it on their throats and really step up and smash them like coming out with seven goals at the end of the second we were really happy with that and just came out hard and then the 8-3 final and bragging rights for the first game but then you actually you actually did have your home opener on the Sunday was there a little bit of a hangover from that momentum factor in that third period on Saturday into Sunday because leaking three in the final period okay it, it you had the game wrapped up, but sometimes habits can be hard to break and you face the grand final rematch against the Brave and 
okay, you came out and you got the early lead, but from there it just sort, sort of just got away from from you in the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, same thing in the third period. We were just getting a bit tired and we decided to take the foot off a bit and that's something we can't afford to do. I mean, uh, three goals letting in, it's not acceptable, uh, especially when we're beating them 7-0. we really got to put the foot down and, and even though if we don't score any more goals, just make sure we're not letting anything against and... We, we came out hard in the first period. We got up 1-0 against Canberra, and then they really came out to play, and we were tired from the night before, and it showed that. And they just really came out fast with their first game of the season, and they were ready to go and wanted to prove something, and we should have been a lot better. And, Farmy, we spoke with the CBR Brave captain, Matt Harvey, on our preview edition of Splinters earlier this week and he's renowned as being one of the tougher guys to play against did you get much ice time against him and if you did how did you find that sort of a matchup uh he's definitely he's definitely tough i'll give i'll give you that definitely tough um i mostly got uh pk time but that's a that's perfectly fine with me team's got to do what they got to do coaches got to do what they've got to do getting pk time you would have had a lot of ice time in the third period from all the reports i read i I love blocking shots i love it so much it just gets the guys fired up gets the fans fired up i love it just everything about it so you just get down on one knee in front of the puck and just let it hit your arm not scared of the puck feel that pleasurable sensation as it hits you on the elbow and that just radiates through your entire body not scared of the puck at all love it love eating those shots for the boys (laughs) if if you on on that basis then if that is something that doesn't intimidate you know i don't know how you can't be intimidated by a puck and if you ever get to hold a puck it is just that dense a rubber that it is almost like a brick having that flying at you what 170k is probably the hardest slap shot you can get having that hit you at 170k an hour was there any thought in your younger days because that didn't scare you that much to actually play in net or was it always a thought of yours to play d uh always uh well i started out on defense and then my father was just like hey you can score goals when you play forward so i'm like okay i'll try playing forward played forward scored some goals and i went back on d because d's just e- I, I thought d was easier back then i was just like mm. all you need to do is skate up and down and just try to hit the puck away and let the forwards do all the work. That'll learn you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I could I could not be a goalie. No way. I, their their mental their mental game is out of this world. I think like like Kimmer. Mm. I don't know how he how he does it. His mental game is through the roof. Very like he's unbelievable goalie. And yeah, just everything about his mental game, I love so much. But I could not be a goalie, even if I even if I tried. No. Getting back to the game last Sunday, is that something that you think is going to be your main role on the team going forward? Is maybe filling in on the on that lesser pairing while playing some significant PK minutes, or do you see yourself playing a fair bit of five on five time? Um, every now and then, some five on five time. But if if a coach wants me out for the PK, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to jump right out there. I'm going to do everything I can to keep that puck out of our own net. And um, but when it is five on five, I'm just going to keep everything simple. Chip it off the glass, off the boards. Just keeping everything simple. Get the puck in deep. Hit a guy and everything like that. Now, Jeremy, 
first game uh, back tomorrow for you, I'm guessing, at, against the North Stars up at the Hunter Ice Skating Stadium. Yeah. The Hiss, as they like to call it up there. Oh, yeah. What, what are you looking for in that one? Of course, the North Stars, as we mentioned on Splinters, they had a really ordinary year by their standards. Very average. It's, I think it was the first time that they haven't made the playoffs in quite a while. Well, they, they've won more. Top, they've won the good old cup in the AIHL oh, yeah. era more than any other team, Melbourne Ice included. So... Do, do you are you expecting them to come out breathing fire like the Brave did? Yeah, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna come out with something to prove for sure. But um, we're we're obviously we're obviously looking to take the W from them from their home opener and kind of upset the fans there. So it'll be, it'll be a good game for sure. What what do you see as a as a realistic result for you tomorrow? Obviously, because it's going to be your first game and there's already a couple of games under the belt, are you seeing yourself playing maybe third-line minutes or do you think Ron's going to throw you up the lineup a bit higher? Yeah, probably probably third-line just to get my wheels back mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll, see, we'll see how we go from there. Now, you're not at home again for a while until I think it's the 18th of May when you face yeah, the Mustangs? Yeah, we play the Mustangs on the 18th of May. So are you looking forward to getting back there for what will be your first home game in that time? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the atmosphere. The fans are unreal every home game, so it's it's an absolute honour to every time we hop on the ice in Macquarie Centre. Speaking of the Macquarie Centre, I know it's been run and won and now there's a heritage order that's going to make sure that it doesn't go, but what was the feeling amongst the team um, while there was talk that the rink might go by the wayside? Was there much talk about where the next home's going to be? Because the Bears, for a while, once Macquarie was sort of deemed unsuitable for... AIHL games sort of led a little bit of a nomadic life. It was Penrith and it was Borkham Hills and yeah, Penrith Liverpool, and Liverpool and Liverpool. Oh yeah, and I don't know, but the the team the team didn't really it didn't really affect them that much, you know, because we were all it was all our summer breaks and this was happening while we weren't all together. So, but it, I'm just glad that it's all over and that we have another couple seasons with it for now. And following on from this weekend going next weekend you get to have a rematch with the brave down at the brave cave from all i've never actually been to the brave cave as they call it but how intimidating is it to play down there because everybody says it's just a it's just a din you go to some places and it's loud and it's difficult to hear sometimes but down there they say it's just constant in the year all the time yeah because it's it honestly feels like just a just a cage just like you're just in a cage because you know they have cages and every all the all the fans are hopping on the cages yelling at you you know you you get no you get all the what for and they 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 don't hold back on their on their chirps I'm seeing Farmy just looking at his shoes not liking the idea of being stuck with Matt Harvey in a cage I don't I don't know whether you're liking that idea or not well I don't don't really know I haven't I haven't played in their rink yet so it's going to be a pretty big surprise really but I'm not phased I'm not phased at all. How are you going to prepare him for it, Jeremy? You're just going to put headphones on him like he's got now and just play constant heavy metal at at volume level 300? I'll, I'll just play a repeat of a truck coming at him. <laughs> that, 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 that probably sounds not that, that far off, but uh, the next home game, the 18th of May, back at Macquarie. Uh, if they want to, if fans want to book online and they're listening tonight... Promo code is the bench, and they get how much? Per, how many percent off their tickets? That's ten percent off, Keith. And uh, you can you can come down and after the game and come come say you're from the bench, and we'll we'll sign some autographs and say hello. Fantastic. Now, 
we can't let you go without talking. And by, by the way, tomorrow, 5 o'clock puck drop at the Hunter Ice Skating Stadium. Make the trip up. Support the boys. I know I'm going to be there. I don't get to go to that many road games because of all the other stuff I've got on. But it's always a nice trip going to Newcastle. It's not that long a drive. It's not a brutal drive like it is to Canberra. And it's, it's a nice spot just on Warner's base. So you can make a day of it as well. And I hear some of the fans are even going to be getting involved in a tailgate. Now, for those who don't follow American sports too much, just explain quickly the concept of a tailgate party. Well, the fans the fans get there a little a little earlier, you know, get the booze going, get the get the barbecue going. They're just having a good time, you know, talking about talking about the game to come. So, it's it's just a fun time for the fans. Now, when you do get there, of course, if you see anybody wearing blue jerseys, you go and tell them to. <laughs> tell them to go and do something else. If you see red jerseys, then obviously pull up and say g'day. We've only got a few minutes left. That time has just absolutely flown by, and we can't go by without asking your reaction on this because while you're away blowing off steam, we had Justin Viano and Ron Kaprowski on last week, and we got around to asking Justin a few questions, and then this absolute gem of a comment came up from Anthony the Bull Caruso, the godfather here on the bench. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> you see, with the greatest respect, I know, I know Nicole's here, but I, I don't, I don't know if we get much out of Jeremy because he's he's that yeah, much exactly. of a because Nicole's he's, around. Well, a Nicole's around, and B Jeremy's that much of a pretty boy at the moment. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be that. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, you see, I, I'm surprised he doesn't go out on the. Uh, I reckon he looks like that much. Oh, here we go. I, 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 no, that's it. Now I'm going to go for it. He looks like that much of a rock. Star sometimes I'm surprised he doesn't doesn't go out on the ice with a guitar at the moment. So <laughs> that that has got to be one of the most brutal sledges of someone who wasn't actually in the studio to return serve. So what what's going to happen if Anthony Caruso turns up to a Bears home game? Do the gloves come off, or do you just sidle up to him and just start using the stick and maybe some butt ending and some? Well, I'd like uh, I think Caruso should put on the skates. Oh, oh. well. Does that mean you're going to drop the gloves against him oh, on the you ice? You never know. We'll see. Oh, yes. Challenge has been laid down, Caruso. I'm going to take this clip as well and play it back next time you're on the show as well just to see how we go with that. NHL playoffs, though, and I'll let you take your little victory lap because you did say anything could happen as the playoffs, baby. All four wild cards get up. Not only that, but Tampa gets swept. Pittsburgh gets swept. So you've got 30 seconds. Take your victory lap and just tell us all about how great an NHL analyst you are. Well, I, I did say that you know Columbus. If Columbus fires on all cylinders, they can they can really do it. And uh, obviously, they did sweep sweep uh, Tampa. And I did say Tampa could could choke, just like all the other years. If they've won the President's Trophy, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. And uh, Penguins was Penguins was uh, a bit of an upset. You know, I, I thought Crosby was gonna do a little better, but other than that. That's it, it must it must be so heartbreaking for hockey fans to look at Sidney Crosby and see him fail, and all of a sudden the heart just bleeds for him because you know it's not like the media fawns over him or anything. He he struggles to get some airtime over there. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought him and Jay Gedsel would score a couple more goals, but obviously they they didn't. So and, yeah, you feel that's sorry. What happens. Feel sorry for Sidney Crosby, and you feel sorry for the Toronto Maple Leafs because oh. they never get any coverage either, and they're oh. always the poor, downtrodden, ignored. And I say that as a senator's family. We had our own the problems Canadians. this year, but <laughs> but I'll 
I'm interested, who do you guys support in the NHL, Farmy and Xander? Who are, who are your teams or the teams that you follow the most if you don't have one in individual side? Oh, uh, well, um, I'm a Washington Capitals supporter. Bandwagon or you're actually a fan? No, no. And you had to sit through all those I mean, years when of... When I uh, first started watching hockey, I mean, my name... Alexander, as we mentioned mm-hmm. before. Um, I Not saw... that they ever drafted any bloke by that name who went on <laughs> no, to, you but... know, become a sniper, <laughs> <laughs> no, score but... goals or anything. Alex Alex Ovechkin, um, just the way that he played and him having the same name as me, like at a young age, that really caught my eye and I, I really liked him. And then I just watched him all the time and I thought that's the kind of player I want to be like. And it's just... I got onto that. I liked the Capitals and I loved Washington play. Are you aiming eventually to wear the number eight jersey? Because I know that's how Gretzky basically came by 99 was he wanted to wear Gordie Howe's nine and it wasn't available, so he decided to wear nine twice. Is that something that you're looking to get into a little bit later on? or uh, Not too not too much, to be honest. I mean, numbers, like, I'd, I'm not really phased on, like, the number that I have, like, of another person. I mean, I've always kind of had 23 and then I got changed up going OHA had 89 and I've got 89 for the bed so I think that's it for me and I'm I'm like with that so there's no real um, interesting backstory to the 89 you're just going to stick with that now because that's where you basically landed yeah I'm just and gonna stick basically with... nobody else is going to have 89 now so well yeah that's the thing I mean I thought when I got it over there it was a pretty cool number and I liked it and it was just I went with that and now I'm going with that and how about you, Farmy? Who's your NHL team of choice? And just don't say Toronto or Montreal. Just don't say one no, of those. No, no, no. Uh, it would have to be Detroit and then followed up by uh, Edmonton, but mostly uh, Detroit. <laughs> followed up big, by Edmonton. Big yikes. Oh, that, that, that's a rough year, Detroit and Edmonton. That's almost as bad as our yeah. year. I like what? those underdog teams. So it's like those underdog teams. So oh, you fit right in in Ottawa. <laughs> We're the ultimate underdog. We can't do anything at the moment. So how, how do you follow Detroit? Was it a family oh, thing? Or? Oh, just just by living in Detroit the past mm-hmm. uh, the past year and just going to a lot of their games. It's just it's amazing to watch them. Dylan Larkin, love mm-hmm. that guy. Unreal. Really good player. Did you ever get to go to the Joe before they moved out to Little Caesars? Uh, or I played the in Joe the Lewis jo- Arena. I played in the Joe and the Little Caesars Arena, so it was pretty fun. What was what was the Joe like? Because I I hear stories about that place as well. Let's just say getting on the ice, just straight chills. That was it. I just couldn't believe it. They were skating out on the same ice as like all the NHL players, but it's just it's amazing place, great atmosphere and everything. And how do you have a particular player that you follow, um, similar to Xander with Ovechkin, or is it just? You're a Detroit fan, and that's pretty much it. Ah, uh, Cronwall. Cronwall? Yeah. Just a big, big, heavy presence on that team. That's and what it, you're ultimately aiming to become. Yeah, pretty much. Just a big presence out there. And you just the hope ice. that they don't trade him, even though they can probably get something useful yeah, in the rebuild. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're sitting at quarter to seven. We've got some more sport to get to. And I know you guys, not necessarily union fans, but if you're into the EPL, you're welcome to stick around for that and maybe have a quick chat about that. I know you were very keen to live up the Man City win during the, during the uh, pre or preparation, if you like, in the green room, Xander. So if you'd like to hang around just for the next 15 minutes or so, we'll get stuck into the EPL. But uh, we'll let you guys have a little bit of a, a rest from the questions. And, Jeremy, I can see you're just enthralled by this. You're ready to just rip and tear at the moment. So we'll we'll let you get settled uh, back a little bit and we'll have more ice hockey with the Sydney Bears. I suppose you'd almost call them the junior 
trio, if you like, compared with who we're going to be interviewing in future weeks. Right after this, you're listening to The Bench. Jeremy, what are you looking for as a reasonable start to the season for yourself tomorrow? Are you looking to put on a hat-trick or are you just looking to survive and not get your head knocked off, given that John Kennedy is now coach of the North Stars after an off-season change? Well, I'm looking to get a couple of points, whether it be a couple of assists or a couple of goals or one or the other. Who's most likely to be the beneficiary of your assists, do you reckon? Are you going to set up Espo or Slamp or maybe Xander? I, think I reckon Xander's going to pot a couple. He's no a, pressure, Xander. <laughs> You've only got to pot, what, two goals? And oh, he's, he's, he's the little Ovechkin. Little Ovechkin. <laughs> little no, Ovechkin. No pressure. So you're going to have to have a 50-goal season and then another 50-goal season. Wherever you go, it's just 50-goal seasons now. Yeah, well... With having Jeremy on the line, I mean, that shouldn't be a problem. Oh, this, this, is, this is just a love fest now. Can you bring some defensive work in this farming and just knock him around? <laughs> just, just give him a reality check. Yeah, you just got to keep your head up. That's all you need to do. Just keep your head up. That's it. Head up. That's a very good warning. I like that. Three minutes before 7 o'clock here on the bench, Lachlan Farmy, Xander Wardlaw, Jeremy Vasquez, thank you very much for joining us on the bench this week. We look forward to having you back in the weeks and months ahead in the Australian Ice Hockey League and CBR Brave. It's a rematch next weekend, but 5 o'clock tomorrow, Hunter Ice Skating Stadium. Make a day of it. Go up and get in on the tailgate. And before... The game, are you going to have any of the steak sandwiches up there, Jeremy, or are you going to try and avoid that? Got to have the kale smoothies? Or... I, I, think I, I think I'll have a little nibble of something, you know. Nibble of something? Nibble of something. I don't like the way you just said something and just the well, way I agree. Well, I don't know, you know, there's going to be a lot of good food, good food and, uh, you know, we'll some see. Some of that pulled pork stuff that they come up yeah, with. Yeah, ma- maybe a hot dog or something. Well, some of that southern barbecue is just absolutely outstanding. But, Sandra, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Hopefully you can get a couple and live up to Jeremy's uh, expectations and uh, building of the anticipation tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for having us. I mean, um, that'll definitely be perfect. Get the victory, get a couple points, and uh, see you later, Newcastle. And Lachlan Farmy, we hope to see Newcastle get shut out on home ice tomorrow. And uh, don't know whether Kim is going to start because, uh, from all reports, he's just a little bit under the weather at the moment. But either way, going to need a big effort from you tomorrow to make sure that you can clean out that front of the net. Whoever's in net, I'll protect him with everything I've got. And I just want to say hi to my mother and father. Absolutely. And where are they listening from tonight? Uh, just from home. So, And where's home at the moment? Uh, Kellyville. Beautiful part of the world. God's country, Kellyville. Well, not quite. It's only one suburb up from God's country <laughs> in Castle Hill, but I'll let you have that one either way.